Game Boys. Hello, children. Sit down for a little tale. A tale of learning something. <clears throat> On November 12th, the PlayStation 5 was released. Many Americans, like your two co-hosts of Game Boys podcast, were still in search of a PlayStation 5. On November about 12th, they tried Target, they tried PlayStation Direct, and they tried Walmart to no avail. There was no bot prevention, there was no servers. There was no respect for the consumer at all, but they retained hope. On November 13th, they waited for the PlayStation Direct to crash and sell out immediately. On November 16th, they waited for the PlayStation Direct, which released at 6 a.m. Pacific time before Griffin was awake. They waited until the 17th, where Griffin, for just a moment, took a walk with the dog and missed the link. He, he tried again. <laughs> On the 18th, website crashed. And then there was the Walmart 19th, where he got it all the way into the cart, and all he had to do was hit confirm, and then the website crashed. Lost for words, not sure where to go, not sure how to feel, he put all of his heart and soul into the Best Buy drop. Surely, Best Buy would be different. But Best Buy released their stock at 3 in the morning. It wasn't until Griffin saw a GameStop ad for Black Friday, advertising that you could get a console on Black Friday. But then he looked down at the small, fine print right below that, where it said that each GameStop will have a minimum of two PlayStation 5s. And that's what broke the camel's back. Folks, welcome to a post PS5 world. This is Game Boys and life is hell. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Hard to argue with. <laughs> that's a that's such an incomplete list. It also doesn't include like the six times I tried to go through Walmart and had a crash or not go in my cart. Or the Target misadventure where the website said they had some and then said I had to call the store and I called the store and they said they never had any. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's it. Honestly, I, I realized that I was in a psychic pain over it, that like spending every day all week staring at these Twitter threads, refreshing these websites. It was putting me in the darkest capital, like the darkest mode of capitalism I've ever experienced. Yeah, it's. I mean, you more than anyone I know got like the like PS5 brain worms madness. I went for it. You went for it. You went for it hard and unfortunately came up low. Um, yeah. But, you know, I want to thank I want I sort of am thankful for the the GameStop ad and how ridiculous it is, um, which we'll get into in a second. But because it was so absurd that it finally dislodged the this from my my brain i don't need one anymore it's not worth it there's only one game that i want to play on it and i can play everything else on my pc so it's like it, it really freed me from this pain this weight yeah no i mean that's i i relate to that strongly my thing i had a similar like dislodging moment although it wasn't the gamestop thing which actually before i talk about mine i do want to ask you about the gamestop thing which is um uh, which is like, does that mean two for the store? Each person has to buy two. No, that literally means that each store might only have two PlayStation fives, which is insane for multiple reasons, because that's just like not safe for your employees. It's not safe for the two people getting them and walking out into the parking lot. Like it's like that just is going to cause a million uh, conflicts. And it's like if you only have two, then just sell it online. Just keep selling them online because two is not enough for people to risk going to a store during a pandemic. It's also like a really insane thing to say to be like, we're going to have at least 
two PS5s. It is truly like, wild what's ba- happening. We're going to at least have two of them. And isn't that incredible that we'll have at least two? Can you believe it? We won't. I can guarantee you there will be not be one or zero. There will be at least a deuce. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, so you got to think that it's just going to be like the two people who have tented camped out there for like three or days, you know, starting like yesterday. Um, yeah, for sure. We're going to get it. Um, so, yeah, like because of that, I was like, oh, like this is not a this is not an inter- entertainment product that you can really own right now. <laughs> yeah. So my um, my yeah. <laughs> my sort of like jarring loose moment was uh, actually I uh, I was talking to our friend friend of the show, Jared Bauer, on his birthday. Happy birthday, Jared. Happy um, birthday, Jared. And he was like, Lux, did you get a PS5? And I was like, well, I tried a lot and I failed. And I was like, did you get one? He was like, no, I figured I was going to wait a while and then like get one when there's like maybe a cheaper version or like uh, a cheaper version or uh, like, you know, there's more games I want or something like that. And then he was messaging was like, don't you just like find stupid, weird indie games that no one else cares about and just play those all the time anyway? Isn't that like what you do with video games? Like, why do you even want a PS5? (laughs) Right. And I was like, you know, that's. Yes, like that's a hundred percent true. Like there is for me and the way I play games in particular, there's like no real incentive aside from like, I want it. I'm really fucking curious about it. Right. Um, which I still, which I still feel that way, but I, but yeah, the, but you, but you're fighting for a kingdom that has no love for you. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like the sense of urgency <laughs> is kind of gone p- partly because of the frustration, partly because like Jared's like, right. Like uh-huh. right now I'm playing like that Sazuna rice and ruin game we talked about last week. And then like a fan made Pokemon game. And right. like, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm having a great time, but it's like, those aren't like the games that I usually play are not the PS five releases. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, I still really want one. I still really want us to go on our friend Rowdy Burns, stream and see what it's like once he has one. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, and I still really, really want to play demon souls, yeah. uh, but I just like, I can't keep doing this to myself and I can just replay some of the dark souls games that I remember less. And like it's just not like, that big of a deal. Yeah. And there was really, I feel like last week, for both of us, there was like a humming like voice in our heads that was like, you're going to want it. You got to have it. You got to feel the, the the fucking the 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 bot. The dots are symbols and like the fucking the feedback the have the haptic feedback. You got to have it. Right. Um, and uh, I realized that uh, that voice, like that voice just isn't in my head anymore. <laughs> In the yeah, same way, yeah. like it's, and it, I think it's really just because they have absolutely disrespected us on multiple levels um, with this thing. I mean, it's not just that the the retailer websites uh, are absolute dog shit. They don't put enough uh, server uh, support. They don't often do bot capture systems that are um, advanced enough to stop um, advanced botters. Yeah. And um, and and outside of all of that, the structural problems, it's this lack of communication. There's zero communication. So they will never tell you, like, when the next drop is going to be, which forces people to just stare at their computer all day. And I think at the beginning, there was this feeling like, OK, you work from home. I'm unemployed. So out of anyone, we should be the people most in the space to be able to click on it at the right time. So it's like, OK, if we know where to look, we know how to do this the right way. But it just didn't matter. It was just pure chaos. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty devastating and it was pretty like I think that it was very sort of like I mean, it it just sort of exposes like the stratification of like gaming stuff like we just are, you know, big gaming doesn't want people, everyone to have a console. Big gaming. That's that's interesting that you say, actually. Yeah, because like they're in they're either losing money or just coming out like bear even on the console well but they're also like creating like more and more demand for it like it's becoming a legendary object do you know what i mean I see. like i see and i don't know if that was uh uh i don't know if that was intentional or not but like that's what it is like more people i mean part of, it's two things one is i think that that's happening and it's making more people interested in the ps5 just because they're hearing so much about how crazy it is but then also more people wanted a PS5 that I knew than ever wanted a PS4 or anything like 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 the pandemic is for gamers. Yeah. Like the growth of gaming as a hobby plus the pandemic supercharging that like made it mm-hmm. so that like the the number of people who wanted this fucking thing was so much more than any other drop I can remember in my lifetime. Yeah, it, it is truly wild. Um, and it's, it's been it, difficult. Yeah. 
because I do want difficult. one. <laughs> yeah. And I think that like if there was like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild type game on the system, then I think I would still find a hard time to ignore trying to get one. But, you know, Demon Souls looks very, very cool and I'll play it one day. But, you know, there's really nothing else that I can't play. Yeah. I just, yeah, um, I, I'm, I, if they come out, if it had dropped and had like Final Fantasy 16 and some of that other stuff. Right. Yeah. And like the, like the, the, the fucking, uh, the Mass Effect remaster and all that shit that I'm excited about. Then I think I might have been like, oh, I'm going to fight tooth and nail and I'll never give up till I have it. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, there, there are some retailers that have stock. And I am talking, of course, about the scalper retailers online. Oh, yeah. Um, the scalpers are. They, they, they are nastier than ever. It is insane what they're selling these things for. And it's insane at how good they've gotten at just getting all of them. Because I saw a news story today that says PS5 Scalper Group has more online stock than most major retailers. A PS5 Scalper Group managed to acquire almost 3,500 PlayStation 5 consoles, showing off just how broken the online ordering system currently is. That's <laughs> I mean, fucking insane. I mean, just take that in for a second. They have 3,500 PlayStation 5s. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. That's that's <laughs> so that's so many and too GameStop many. GameStop has two. Like that's just like taking that into. I mean, it, even if you like that, it's, there's a high demand for it, and everyone's talking about it and pulling out their hair. This can this can't be healthy for your brand, can it? <laughs> no, I mean that's that's like a really good point. Like I've like been talking about like so much of this like console war thing is going to be like perception thing and like fucking. Our good friends at at Sony look dumb right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, bros. We're, you know, me and you are BFFs, but we got to call them likes we see them. Um, please still send us a Christmas card. But this was a mess. Um, so, yeah, like it's 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 really frustrating to know that. Not only are there these scalper groups uh, fucking with the system, but then it's also the retailers themselves and how they bundle these things because the retailers actually do have a lot of the consoles. The problem is they want to literally force desperate people to spend $900 when they want to spend $400 because what they do is they sell you the game with two controllers, a 60, 60, like a $100 PlayStation gift card, like a $60 ps online and sack boy and it's like the only thing you can buy and so it's like they're literally like forcing you to spend like almost a grand when you're trying to spend like less than five hundred dollars yeah that is pretty fucking crazy <laughs> um it's the whole situation is just so very deeply inside out and it's like it's frustrating because it's like i it's there's something about it that makes me feel really gross just in the sense of like it's just like we all just want a cool toy, right? Like we all just mm-hmm. want to have a cool toy to have fun with our friends. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, no, <laughs> you've got right. to play by our nasty rules of production and economics. Mm-hmm. It, well, it's basically like they're they're advertising a, a they're advertising a beach getaway to us every single day. But the train is broken to get there and like you can't get on it. So yeah. it's like, just stop advertising the beach um but yeah it's all it's all nastiness um but um i what i last thing i kind of wanted to say before this just turns into a cyclical complaining session for me is um folks Take our hands. If you're listening to this right now, come join us in the post PS5 world. The water's warm. It's incredible here. Almost every single video game out you can still play on PS4 or Xbox One or whatever the fuck it's called um, or PC. Like it's okay. Like we are we're good as gamers. It's it's I think it's healthier to not want a PS5 at this point. Yeah, but no one ever said anything about us being healthy. Um, <laughs> that's like a deep a deep seated conceit of the show. I think yeah. is that. Or not, but well, that was the break. That was the PS5 breakdown. What else is going on? Um, uh, well, let's uh, let's, why don't we just talk about uh, I got two things on my mind. We got Thanksgiving and I got the game I'm currently playing. You want to talk games or you want to talk turkey? Let's talk turkey. All right, well, I wanted to play a little Thanksgiving themed game Uh-oh. with you. Um, I wanted to put together our Thanksgiving meal of our gaming experiences of 2020. 
Um, as in what's the turkey? What's the what's the star main course? What's the stuffing? The underrated side character. Hmm. Um, what's the potatoes? The sort of solid, steady holdout throughout the whole year. Um, and hmm. I, have a, I have a little menu in front of me that I've cooked up. Uh, ba- wow. based on what my friends asked me to make for a Thanksgiving thing that I'm not participating in. Um, uh, so by I made a menu, I mean, thank you. Nice. I was about to cancel you on the podcast. Shout, shouts out to Michael Cohen for trying to do a friend thing that I'm just simply not going to get involved in. Um, <laughs> but uh, I have a menu in front of me. And so I thought we'd go through it and we'd sort of decide what games or game related things sit in what spots on the table. Okay, sure. Um, so, uh, the starter, the first, the sort of first thing, your classic is, uh, what's, uh, what's going to be our cranberry sauce. What's that thing that only the freaks love hmm, from this year okay. in gaming from this year who yeah. only the freaks. Um, to me, that's, uh, there could be a few things immediately what comes to mind is destiny of two players because that's what comes to mind is like a like something that like only people who are freaks about it still play yeah i actually was thinking destiny 2 was on was on my list that that was something that like because that's how cranberry sauce is right is it's like people who like it will kill for it right and mm-hmm. everyone else thinks it sucks <laughs> yeah and it keeps on getting diminished more and more to where it's like where, where is it even on the table yeah, and it, you don't even know. But once it's there, it's like, oh, wow, there's a bunch of freaks dipping in there. Yeah. And it's like and it's distinctive and it like kind of crowds out. Oh, it draws your eye, but not in like a pleasant way because mm-hmm. it just looks like a purple slug. But you're right. like, you're like, oh, but I kind of don't know what that is. Yeah, I think Destiny is a good pick. I think for me, um, it's fucking Animal Crossing. New, new It's fucking Animal wow. Crossing, man. It's mm. it's just it's the staying power, you know. It's mm. it's been out there for so. I mean, I still see friends of like friends of ours, like uh, like Allison and Gina uh, Polito popping up on my Switch when I'm playing Hades or something, mm-hmm. playing Animal Crossing, or my friend Jay, and like to this very day, like I see homies posting friend codes on Facebook and shit, and it's like, hmm. wow, and it's like you got how are you still so deep? How are you still it's, so it's in the it's mix? L- literally, the only game they own. Uh, That's yeah, for for some, although not not Jay, I know for a fact that Jay has played like several other games, but just keeps coming back to Animal Crossing. Hmm, okay, um, interesting. All right, okay. What's next? Okay, so what's next on the list? This, my friend, is the mashed potatoes. Your stable stalwart, always good, wow. always good. Could be a star, but it's going to get outshined like in like a big, you know, for sure. Um, well, you know, for me, that game is uh, definitely Call of Duty Warzone this year. No um, doubt. <laughs> it's like it's 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 kind of always there in the background. Sometimes I'm digging into it a lot. But, you know, I, I got to like, you know, it can't just eat that. And uh, but but boy, is it is it a really solid foundation to my to my year of gaming that I've had for sure. And it even got some gravy with all of the Black Ops uh, sort of add on things. Right. Yeah, even got, it got even more unhealthy. Yeah, man. Speaking of Black Ops, a real quick tangent. The number of things I've seen that have been sponsored by Black Ops that make no sense to me that they're sponsored by Black Ops is insane. Hell yeah, uh, like, like what? My Doritos that I picked up from the store yesterday, for instance, are brought yeah, to me that by... Make, that makes sense. By Gamer Black snack. Ops. There was like some soda thing. There was a Black yeah. Ops ad on a video I was watching that was like <laughs> so, a, about like, you know, fucking... It was something I was watching, so it was about like weird cultural <laughs> analysis or wrestling, and it was like... Like, what about black ops like this game is <laughs> everywhere it is pervasive uh the people because the they and there's two models of how they're advertising it one is like look at the cool explosions and one is hey check out ronald reagan yeah um, for sure and which is crazy because option one is like kind of compelling to me because the explosions are cool uh-huh. um ronald reagan i have don't want to check out at all i have no interest in ever seeing ronald reagan on my television yeah, i mean there's a big i mean they saw they saw how we treated george bush and they're like okay we can get away with this now like <laughs> it is not taboo to do this true true like that i mean they're like oh hell yeah like let's just go for it oh literally no one cares because <laughs> no one has any collective uh history yeah uh, okay cool <laughs> guess reagan was uh was like a cool pimp uh that like uh knew uh every single agent by their first name <laughs> uh yeah you know it was a total operator yeah um, full-blown operator yeah um but uh yeah. Uh, well, how about for you? What's your stuffing? My that's my mashed potatoes. We'll get to stuffing. Stuffing has a higher mash, is higher potatoes, on yeah. the tier list. If you're me and I and I'm making the tiers. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my mashed potatoes is is definitely I think I think it's got to be Crusader Kings three, even though that came mm. kind of late in the year. But that's been the game where. If I'm just not doing anything, like if I'm in my neutral mood, like my sort of like I've smoked a little bit of weed. I don't feel like reading or watching anything. I don't have a specific game to do. I'll just boot up Crusader Kings three and work on yeah. and work on the Empire of Jerusalem. Sure. Um, and it's someone's got to. It's like it's 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 like uh, mashed potatoes. And here's the way in which it's like mashed potatoes. It has a very solid base that you can just sort of come back to over and over again. And then you can kind of sauce it up differently, right? Like sometimes I'm at war. Sometimes I'm scheming. Sometimes mm. I'm just trying to play economically. Sometimes sure. I'm just trying to like, you know, see what kind of marriages I can make. Um, and it's always a little different, but that base sort of like starchy strength is there all the time. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's sort of what I go to with mashed potatoes is like that dependability. Like I'm never I never play like two and a half hours of Crusader Kings and go, God damn. Damn, that was a great two and a half hours of my life. I feel amazing. But mm-hmm, I will never, mm-hmm. I'll also never be like, that was a waste of time. I always remember being like, oh, that was pretty fun. Now it's time to do a different thing. And that's sort of how I feel when I eat mashed potatoes, particularly at Thanksgiving when you got that big old spread. It is true. Like I don't end war zones on a high on a high note. I end it bloated and aching. <laughs> All right. And then um, the next thing on the next? list is stuffing. And this is the thing that's real good, but you can definitely overeat it. Yeah. Now I am going to say a hundred percent. Now maybe I might have different answers based on what I think culturally this year it was and what personally it was for me. But sure. I think culturally, this was the Animal Crossing. I know that you've seen a lot of people still playing it, but I think those numbers have been like greatly reduced to just the wonks. Like I think that like Animal Crossing like took everyone by storm. They were shoveling it down their mouths, and then they got a huge stomach ache, and then <laughs> literally just left the table and never ate anything else. Yeah, I like I saw most people like return their nintendo switches or just be like does anyone want to buy my switch i thought i'd play it more i just got it for animal crossing Um, that does accurate 100 accurately describe my approach to stuffing which is eating way too much of it way too fast and then having someone be like i made this great turkey and me being like i'm gonna throw up on your shoes Um, (laughs) yeah so that's that's where i feel like for for that for me yeah for the uh, culture that makes sense um for Mm -hmm. me i think this one's not gonna surprise much of anyone it's fucking magic the gathering arena um, that's a thing that I loved it. I was, I mean, I love it still. I play it all the time. Um, and then I play it way, 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 way too much compared to like mm-hmm. how many other things, are, how many options are on the table for me? You mm-hmm. know, like either I could be enjoying so such a wild spread of games. I have a million weird indie RPGs. I've got a million things in the PlayStation. Um, but half the time I'm just like, yeah, I'm just gonna play magic for four hours today. Um, yeah. and that's, that's what that is for me. It's like, I, I have overstuffed, overstuffed myself on magic. And I don't leave room for all the other incredible gaming dishes mm-hmm. that are out there that I could have, that I could enjoy. And instead mm-hmm. I just like continually work on my, uh, blue black rogues deck, <laughs> um, until the end of my life. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I think, um, yeah, I think I think that's all I have for that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's I think those are about right. Um, oh, wait, can I just what I thought of one other cranberry and I, well, oh, yeah. I won't slow us down. But my other cranberry is uh, Marvel's Avengers. Oh, which big, I, big. <laughs> yes. Strong. Yes. <laughs> which I liked, but no one else took a bite. <laughs> you know, you, honestly, you know what that one reminds me of? That reminds me of when you have like when someone's aunt is at like Thanksgiving and they're like, I brought my thing and it's a special yes. homemade cranberry sauce. And you yes. look at it and it like doesn't look as wrong and alien as normal cranberry sauce. And you're like, all right, I could try this. Then you try it and you're like, it still just tastes, it still sucks. <laughs> it's, it's, it looks great, but it still like tastes like shit. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I think. It's yeah. just like, that's, that's what I imagine. It's like, like someone's like, try my cranberry sauce. And then you're just like, oh, Aunt Linda, you poisoned right. me for my lo- rest of my life. Aunt Kevin Feige, you poisoned me for the rest <laughs> of my life. Like, <laughs> mm, uh, but the, but the, like, at the, but for my experience, it's like, oh, I couldn't even convince anyone to try it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the thing about Marvel's Adventures. Right, well, like, I'm having fun. And everyone's like, meh. Everyone's <laughs> had that aunt, which in this case is destiny. Um, <laughs> and then they're like, I don't need to try fancy <laughs> cranberry sauce. I know how this 
story ends. Exactly. Um, yes. Then this is why wow, this is all like, man, video games are life. It, yeah, it's all coming together. Um, all right. And now we're on to the, the main course, the turkey, the sort of mm-hmm. what's the star of this year? The the the, the star, wow. the star game, the one that's sort of the, the 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 sun around which the rest of the gaming solar system revolves. Hmm. Um Okay, I mean, there's a, there's a few that are pretty neck and, and neck for me in terms of like what might be the turkey of the year, but I think that if we're if we're if we're like if we're removing cyberpunk out of this context and we're just like considering cyberpunk at this point, like next year, right? I mean, yeah, I don't think we can say much on yeah. cyberpunk since it doesn't exist right now. It. Yeah, um, but I think for me, just in terms of culturally, again, Last of Us Part Two was like the turkey of video games this year um, because like there was so much critical like consensus and gamer critiques before it came out, then during it, and still after the conversations are still happening to this day online about why it was bad. Um, I thought it was like really just another example of like oh like this is what it this is what it looks like to see like a blockbuster like 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 this this studio invented like the blockbuster in the way that like blockbusters um were were kind of came about in film um and it delivered for me in a lot of ways um it was culturally woke in ways that was interesting and not preachy um and it had really 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 challenging moments like ludo narratively where you were forced to understand what the villains were thinking yeah Um, and i think like for all those big swings it took sure there were it was a little too long there were some parts that were that are a little too dry or a little you know um undercooked but i think just as a whole like it is it is the turkey on the table Right. I think you've hit, I think at the end there, you hit on like a key fact about, you hit on key, two key facts about Turkey that are why this is, which are why I have the same answer. Mm-hmm. Um, which is one, Turkey, a, you can get a Turkey and it will never be 100% good. Like some part of the Turkey is going to yes. be fucked up. Like the bottom might get too wet. You might, if you try mm-hmm. deep fry it, you might over crisp the legs or the wings or some parts of it. Like there's, there's no way you score S tier on a turkey unless you're like some sort of like Paula Dean type, um, mm-hmm. in which case you're canceled. I'm not eating your turkey. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah. who cares? Uh, you it's cook- because of the way she cooked. Yep. Which is on a plantation. Um, <laughs> uh, and like <laughs> she and so like the, the, the turkey just like can't be perfect. And so that's one big. But it's it, despite the fact that it's not perfect, it still becomes it's still a big deal. Right. Like I remember whenever I was home for Thanksgiving, which I haven't been for a long time. Sorry, mom and dad. I apologize. Um, mm-hmm. But like whenever I was home for Thanksgiving, it would always be like, oh, everyone's eating all the other stuff. And now like now the turkey's coming out. And it's like this is like a moment. Right. Like the conversation stops. We like stop looking at the fucking uh, watching like the bears eat the lions for lunch or whatever. And right. then and everyone and everyone has an opinion on it. Like you all are forced. To, you all have to eat it. There feels like there is at, by being at the table, a.k.a. being a gamer in 2020. Like you you are you you have to engage with the main dish, whether even if it's not your favorite part of the table um, and like you know, all the table, like I'm sure like everyone always says it's good, but you know, everyone has different opinions on how the Turkey should be cooked. Yeah. And you know, half the fucking time you got someone who's like, Oh, you brined it. I would have rather you deep fried it. And then or vice versa. <laughs> right. So like, there's always yeah. the contrarian mm-hmm. figures. And the other key thing about Turkey that you kind of got at, which is the, the real reason the last of us two is my, is my pick is that Turkey goes way beyond Thanksgiving. You make that Turkey and that sandwiches for days, right? That's, totally. that's breakfast. Oh my God, you're right. That's breakfast meats, you know, like yes. that's, that's like we, you cook that up and put it in like a weird tortilla. If you're some kind of freak, mm-hmm. like there's all kinds of options for leftovers with Turkey. And so that's sort of totally. what, that's sort of what the last was too, is to me is that it stayed in the discourse for so long. Like, you and I did an episode about it like a month, like weeks later, I helped work on a wisecrack episode about it. After mm-hmm. that, I like did some research and discussion about a wisecrack podcast about like, you know what I mean? Like, and, I, and I've been replying to Neil Druckmann every single day. Yeah. And you and thousands of others like it's <laughs> it has stayed around. It has lived so far past like its initial like the moment where they brought out the turkey was like weeks ago. And yet it's still like on. It's like still in the fridge. Like we're still. Right. We're still discussing it because like even like even talks about like game of the year stuff or whatever, like still 
have to talk about it. And if you, even if you don't think it's your game of the year, which like for spoilers, I won't. Um, even if you don't, like you still have to like justify why you're not, or at least like engage with mm-hmm. it as part of that conversation. Like it's in yes. there and there's yeah. no getting it out. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, it just like left over Turkey. Like it's going to last forever. Um, mm-hmm. and now yeah. the final course of our delicious Thanksgiving gaming meal. I'm excited for this one. Fucking dessert, baby. The pumpkin yes. pie, the, mm. the fucking, this is the part hey. where everyone's, this is the part that everyone's feeling good about. Cause you want the pumpkin pie comes out. It's just like, yes, uncles are, uncles are falling asleep. Grandparents are going upstairs and only the yes. wild kids are out and they're all going to fall asleep in half an hour too. Okay. Um, I want you to go first on this one. Cause I'm curious to see what you say. Okay, So mine, honestly, so this is weird because it has a relationship to the turkey, but mine is actually Hades. Um, and here's why. Uh, a, this is just about me. This is a me thing. I don't think there's much like with oysters. I've never discovered the upper end limit of how much pumpkin pie I can eat. Like I've sure. never, I've never reached too much pumpkin pie the same way. I've never eaten too many oysters. Like I've never been it, like, it's I'm a done. lighter, it's a lighter consistency. So yeah, you can kind of like drink water and just keep going. Yeah. Like I don't like, this is the true thing. I know I've never, I've never been like, it's more done at an oyster hour. I've only ever had friends be like, it's time to leave. Um, <laughs> and I'm the same way with pumpkin pie. Are, um, are you West coast or East coast oysters? Uh, I mean, East coast cause of where I grew up, but the West coast has made a strong case in my limited exposure. Yeah, they got those. They got those wide oysters. Yeah, they over got there. those wide boys. Uh, but, but don't forget about the. I mean, my my East Coast oysters, like the 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 PEIs. Yeah, mm. you know those shits are great. I'm an I'm an oyster freak. That's one of my my weird. That's one thing I, that the pandemic has robbed for me is just sort of like wasting a bunch of time and money at a weird happy hours. Um, but. Uh, the reason it's Hades is because of that, that it's like this, it's it just like pumpkin pie where I can just eat unlimited slices. I can play Hades forever. Um, mm-hmm. And I love it. Like, I don't like it any less. Like I have no, the amount that I am into it is mm-hmm. the same now as it was like the day I booted it up. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's super fun. It's super refreshing. It's, and in comparison to, to the Turkey last of us too, it feels like a really good sort of palate cleanser. Cause whether or not, you like the last of us too, or you don't, there's a lot of like mental work going on. There's a lot of emotional stuff going on there. And there's mental and emotional stuff in Hades too, but Hades is a lot like brighter in its tone. Mm-hmm. And like the story feels, I mean, I still haven't finished the story, but the story feels like ultimately mostly positive and it's got like a lot of fun stuff going on. The game is really about having a good time, mm-hmm. enjoying yourself, playing a fun game. Compared to the last right. of us too, which is very much about like thinking about this game and experiencing this like piece of work. Um, and so for me, it's like, it's Hades. Cause Hades is the thing that like, especially like through, honestly for this whole fucking year, right? This whole 2020 year from hell, it's, we've all been fucking drowning in and just getting murdered by relentlessly. Like yeah. it's just one long dead by daylight game. Yeah. This endless dead by daylight we've been playing since March without ever knowing it. Um, Hades has been just like this welcome release where it's just like, this game is fun and it's a joy. And, like, you know, uh, before, like election day, when we did the big election night stream, I was playing Hades during the day to like blow off steam, like mm-hmm. during, like, you know, just it's always it's been there pretty consistently since it came out as like a thing I can do to just feel better about the stuff that's going on around me. And that's the same as I relate to pumpkin pie. Nice. Um. OK, so when I think of dessert after a Thanksgiving meal, there is this element of like, okay, well, there's traditionally always desserts. So there's something very traditional to the Thanksgiving dessert, but it's unexpected on what it's exactly going to be. Like, you know, there's going to be turkey every time, but like the desserts have a variety depending on like who brought what. And like, there's not like one Thanksgiving dessert. You might get a pumpkin pie. You might get a sweet potato casserole. You might get, yeah. But, but, But it's traditional, but I always find myself, you know, it's traditional, but I am surprised in some way because there is something there that is surprising about the dessert array usually yeah. at the Thanksgiving. Yeah. Someone does um, something weird or like throws a spin on the classics or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. No, so I feel like when I was just thinking like, ooh, like this is like just a good vibe and dessert, my mind went Assassin's Creed Valhalla. But what I'm going to say instead, actually, is that to me, the dessert of this year, traditional yet surprising 
was the Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh, that is a great, a great reasoning and a great pull. I, I feel that for sure. Because, man, like, boy, did they, like, take us back, but they also, like, took us forward and surprised me. And, like, I had no idea that the game was going to evolve into a meta commentary on what it means to make a remake and what it means, uh, what nostalgia means to audiences um, and tackling all of that head on to literally where the last boss of the game is like nostalgia yeah um and and like the, they could have done something really really just simple and and basic but they made something that felt traditional and then had a little bit of a kick to it a little bit of surprise totally it's like when someone brings the sweet potato and they're like by the way there's a little bit of cayenne in there and you're like whoa what a sweet potato casserole you put some cayenne in it you're crazy and like oh damn it goes great with these marshmallows yeah for sure yeah i think that's that's totally right especially because that game you're totally right. Like that game really, it felt like it really wanted to, it's a lot of games that come out these days want to like feel both new and old. And that game actually did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, new which and is, it's old. Which is like rare. I feel like so mm-hmm. many games want to be both those things, especially games that I play, like in that weird, like RPG zone that like want to both feel retro, but also innovative. Yes. Like this game actually did that. And it right. was... It was very impressive. I, I, yeah, I think that's a really great call, man. This was, this was fun. It really did help me break down my year in like a way that like, wasn't as just basic as like, what is your number one game or whatever? It made me think about it in like a more meaningful way. Cause games aren't about being ranked. They're about being themselves. Hell yeah. I mean, well, honestly, thank Michael Cohen. He sent me that invite and I said, I'm not going to do this, but it does give me a good idea for a podcast segment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so th- th- thanks Michael Cohen for feeding the beast um, I, I thank him every day yeah I mean who doesn't that dude great Michael Cohen excellent excellent guy um, mm-hmm. okay um, then uh, if you have nothing, if you have anything you want to talk about we can do that or I can tell you about this Pokemon game damn um, you tell me about the Pokemon game and then I want to end with a little bit of World of Warcraft Shadowlands talk alright and then we should say what we're thankful for because it's Thanksgiving yeah totally uh, okay so this Pokemon game is called Pokemon Uranium um, mm-hmm. And it's a fan game that I'd heard of before. <laughs> Hello, Pokemon trainer. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon trainer, welcome to Chernobyl, where you will yeah. be working. Um, there are many animals in the fields. Do not touch them. It is not safe. <laughs> um, some are weird. Um, no, so <laughs> I... You must put them all down. Can you just kill the Pokemon? In no, this one? it's not like that. It's it's very, very of a piece with your classic Pokemon games. Like everything's fainting. It's not like you're trying to ratchet mm-hmm. up that stuff. Yeah. In fact, the only it, the big differences are there's a ton of new Pokemon and some of them are awesome. Uh, one of the Pokemon I'm running right now is a bear with a snowboard and goggles and he's an ice ground type and he's the best. Yeah. I nicknamed him Shred. Nice. Um, so, so you, you got, tell me that they're not doing what the Pokemon company is doing, which is putting like eyeballs on an apple. <laughs> there's like a little bit of that, but they're way more creative. Like one of uh-huh. one of the uh, one of the uh, really great uh, Pokemon I found is a ghost Pokemon. That's just the ghost of a Pokemon that died in its Pokeball. And so it's a ghost changed to a Pokeball is like the the sprite. And it looks awesome. And there's like all kinds of cool stuff like that. And then it has like a ton more of a plot than. So we talked about this when we talked about Sword and Shield, the moment in Sword and Shield that made me go insane. Uh, But we'll rehash it really quickly, which is when you're going through, I forget which town and the Pokemon champ runs up to you and is like, Pokemon are going crazy. They're destroying everything. You don't need to worry about it. You got to get to the gym and get your badges. I'll take care of it. And Mm -hmm. that was be be careful. Down this direction is the plot. So go the other way. Yeah. And that felt like such a kick in the dick to me just because it was like. It felt like that's like the thing you're growing towards. Like the gym badges are like a cool marker of your progress, but like your story should be involved with like the world and stuff. Um, and the games really give you that. And this game super does. Like it starts off like the opening thing is that like you have this happy family, but your mom dies in a nuclear reactor meltdown. And that makes your dad get super depressed and become like a hardcore Pokemon ranger. So you have to go live with your aunt in this weird town. And like that's where your journey starts. Um, and then like, there's like more meltdowns start happening as you're adventuring. You have to help your dad do like Pokemon Ranger stuff. And like, so there's just way more depth to the story. And so there are parts where you get to places and they're like a flower plant melted down and radiated Pokemon are destroying everything. Hey, you've Mm -hmm. got four badges. You're probably pretty good at Pokemon stuff. Help us out. (laughs) It's like, yes, no, like this feels validating, right? Like this feels like, oh, I've become like a guy who's part of the world in a meaningful way. And so that, that super worked for me. I like that. 
And I like the new Pokemon stuff. And I like that the gyms aren't part of the gym design is not type. It's like concept, right? So there was like a like tech gym, which was like mostly like electric and steel types. But it was all, you know, it was all designed on this idea of like this tech nerd guy was the gym leader. Right. Um, and he gives you the pixel badge. There was like this like gym that I did that was like all about like confronting like yourself and dealing with these trials. And so then all of the Pokemon had to do with like the trials that you just gone through and stuff like that. Um, so it's just mm-hmm. a lot more depth and like character to it than a regular Pokemon game. And so I'm not usually a fan of fan games because I find fan games usually can like replicate the mechanics but can't get like the the soul of the, the game soul. right like the spirit yeah. but like pokemon mm-hmm. hasn't gotten the fucking spirit right so i was like oh, for a long the, time yeah it's yeah. like what the fuck like why don't I try it and i honestly like if people if you're looking for a new pokemon game and you want to try it like pokemon uranium is great it's super it's fun it's free wow um it even has a nuzlocke or like challenge settings you can do like if you want to turn on permadeath you can oh um, my god yeah is there, is there like microtransactions how do they make money doing i it? don't think they do i think it's just a love of the game thing i think it's like there's like a donation Jesus. thing maybe like a patreon thing but like imagine making a game better than pokemon for free <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean it's like, yeah then they did it like it's better than most of the recent pokemon it's so fun and also like the nuclear type pokemon are really fun because you can catch the irradiated Pokemon that you have to fight. And what's fun about them is three things. One is sometimes they just don't take orders because they're just hopped up on uranium. Two is that they're super effective against almost everything. And three is that almost everything's super effective against them. Uh, which makes for a really crazy, like, power balancing situation. Right. Um, and so there's, like, it's just, like, a lot of really fun twists and, tro- and, tw- and turns on the whole thing. They have a lot more fun, like there's a lot more like complementary and reverse complementary element combos. Like it's a lot more of like a weird, it's like a lot harder to get a good balanced team in this one. I find than in a past ones, which I like a lot. Um, and yeah, I just think it's like a really good Pokemon game. And I've been really surprised that it was a totally free fan game that I've just been having a fucking blast with. And I hope Pokemon gets their shit together soon, because honestly I rank them as like one of the worst ongoing franchises currently, but they have so much potential, but it's just like, yeah. Oh, what are they doing? Well, yeah, that's what makes it frustrating is that like what it takes to make a good Pokemon game is like the the bare mechanics of Pokemon are like nearly perfect. So like all you really have to do is like give me a story, a setting, some cool designs, make it look cool. It doesn't have to look like good or realistic just to have like an aesthetic that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, you don't like, like shit tree? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I I like shit tree in a vacuum. I don't like shit tree in my video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It makes um, sense in your nightmares, mind, but not in a video yeah, game. I don't mind looking at it in a meme. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, I guess I just wanted to give a little update. World of Warcraft Shadowlands playing playing a couple hours into that, and it's very fun. Uh, I got to be there right at three o'clock yesterday when the gate when it opened up, and so it was really fun to be in the city with like you know thousands of people trying to log in to try to like start all at once. Um, and uh, yeah, it's always fun when an expansion starts. There's like this excited energy. Everyone wants to do all the dungeons and everything. And and it feels like in a game where everyone always has better stuff than you, it's like the one time where everyone's been like flattened and evened out again. Um, and it's really anyone's game. Um, on, to- on top of just those feelings, though, man, like the expansion has been very solid so far, very welcoming to new players. And it's just like very, very fun and smooth. Like the they're really pushing the engine of world of warcraft it's like a fucking very old engine they're really just pushing as far as it can go because the new worlds look like beautiful and the story has lots of cinematics that are really like making the story clear and like understanding like how the underworld works and all of its different areas um so so far it's it's been like it's been not only like very polished but just pretty fun so far and uh i think even if it doesn't become a game that i play for a year it's definitely gonna be a, a great game for like the next two months yeah i mean i think i mean isn't that just always i mean i you know you know me i'm not a big big mmo guy but it sounds like that's sort of always the the pattern mm-hmm. is that like they pop off and they're really fun at first and then it's like can they hold how long can they hold up is like always the big question yeah. mm-hmm. um but i'm glad it's fun i know you i know hunter's been playing i know other friends of the podcast have been have been getting into it mm-hmm. yeah so i'm excited to see like what the end game looks like and I'll, I'll have more to report back then but so far pleasantly pleasantly enjoying it good stuff thumbs up and if you're considering it it's like never been a better time to check it out for a month or two yeah i uh i think that's uh i think that 
Makes that makes a lot of sense. And if you know, I'm I'm never gonna play an MMO, but I'm curious about this one. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I might. If there's like a if I can think of a way to play it. The only time I ever wanted to play World of Warcraft at all was when I saw uh Griffin McElroy do Peacecraft. Mm-hmm, the like yeah. the like the violence free run, just because it yeah. was like, oh, this is a totally different way to approach this game. Totally. So like yeah. if I could think of something like that, I might try it. But short of that, I just don't know if it's a uh, if it's uh my speed, but I'm, I'm curious to hear more about how it develops for you and how it develops for the rest of our uh ding dong friends who go on this big, crazy adventure. Last thing uh, that I wanted to say on the way out here, a little 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 Hollywood TV talk for a second. But I've been watching a TV show about a little game called chess. Have you been watching Queen's Gambit? Yeah, dude, Queen's Gambit whips. Yeah, it is pretty solid. I would say I would describe it as like. Mad Men meets like the lim- like meets like Limitless if it was like a CW show like I don't know it's it's but it's really good it's like the best elements of all of those yeah no it's great uh it's funny it is funny how horny you can get to me the the horniness of that show is funny just because of chess mm-hmm. yeah like it's the least horny game to me right I mean, I could, they and they do a good job of like making a good reasoning as to why. Uh, it's you know such a fucking horny situation, <laughs> and like they do a good job like ratcheting up the sex tension of chess, which is like a crazy thing to make ex- implicit in that situation. But it is like it, it it you know they it it's still very funny and weird, but they do a really great job with it. Like they take a premise that it, it was surprising that it would work to me, and they really do make it work. I mean, listen, just like most sex I have, it's completely silent, and we're seated across from each other. Yeah, and it's it's and it oh every movement uh, is dictated by a strict set of rules. <laughs> yes, of which I've never read. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, like it, it got me back into just like wanting to play some chess again because I remember, man, like I played a lot of chess in New York, um, and like, I've never been good at it, but I just fundamentally just love the experience of playing it. So I've been on Chess.com playing with my friends some nights, and that's been a fun way to relax. So like, if you're looking for a night podcast listeners to like hang with your friends and not all your friends have a computer or have any games ask if they just want to play some chess like that's like a fucking really really solid way to catch up with someone feel a little more yeah. connected during this time yeah chess is a great a great little two-person a little two-person game that can but really you get will you guys be horny for each other and it will yeah. not be either of your faults um, and it will be hard to deal with <laughs> well on that note uh oh, guys let's do a let's say our let's say what we're thankful for bud oh yeah yeah let's it's do that th- it's thanks jiving um mm-hmm. all right well uh i'll go first uh i'm thankful for this podcast but it's good to just hang out with my bud griffin and also it's a reason why no one can make fun of me for spending so much on video games mm-hmm. <laughs> every time i do i have to get to be like oh i do this podcast thing and everyone's like oh, i guess it's fine. <laughs> damn it well the second he's done then we strike the second yeah. he quits the pod <laughs> yeah it's like a it's like a full procre- that does, to be fair it does give them the the flip of being able to be like haha you're on a video game podcast but i feel less guilty about that than i do about spending money so it's right it balances out uh what's uh what's one of yours um i mean it's you know i think uh as you get older you start to actually mean some of the things you say at these thanksgiving things more or at least understand why they're so important and i'm definitely grateful for my friends i've had uh friends like you Lux and, and a few other friends the few that are still in la uh really be there for me my in my times of need recently um and i literally like would not be able to do this uh and like not like lose my lose my entire brain uh without them so i'm grateful for my friends got to hold on to them um and uh yeah I'm, I'm grateful for my family too because when you can't see them yeah. <laughs> it, it reminds you of uh what it would be like if they were gone completely um you know totally. so uh definitely thankful for jack barbara and big brother daniel uh mm-hmm. no doubt about it and then uh, I'll just say this. Uh, this is sort of more you thing than a my, uh, me thing, but also, well, first of all, super thankful for super producer and editor Haley, yes. who makes this show go and is just the best person. You should check her out online. Any mm-hmm. old, any old place you can uh, eat every sound anywhere yeah. else. Memory static. We don't talk enough about stuff. how this whole thing would fall apart. Uh, without her and she has just decided to help us do this podcast for so long just out of the goodness of her heart uh yeah so Haley gets a big thankful for of course also she's just the coolest best person um and then i will throw this out there 
uh, I'm thankful for the fucking Chum Room Discord, man. The Chum Room Discord is so fun. <laughs> These fucking ding-dongs, they dry, sometimes it drives me fucking up the wall. But knowing that, like, if I'm ever bored, I can pop in there and someone will either say something that it's fun to riff on or that I can yell at them about every yeah. day. Mm-hmm. is That's, like, a, a really great things to have. It's, like, uh-huh. a really great thing to have in my life. And so thanks to you for making that. And also just thanks to everyone for fucking being in there and fucking goofing off and just perpetually giving me shit to do. Yeah. Whether it's like be confused by your posts that I don't understand <laughs> or get, get mad at your incorrect takes on socialism or be uh-huh. happy that you have a good opinion about a movie or something. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I'll be honest. Like it, it got to a point of peak velocity a couple of weeks ago where I just stopped being able to even track what was going on. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, like a hundred, it's almost 150 people now. Like, right. I remember um, like, e- like yeah. even like three or four months ago that was like basically just a place like you me and like bennington and hunter to like just like post memes mm-hmm. yeah and, and i'm grateful for them too because like man like i do the show every night but they show up every night to watch the show and chat yeah and so it's like they're 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 clocking in as well and it's been it's been nice for them who have like reached out to me when i said i was having hard times so yeah I, i'm grateful for that too and I, i'm really curious to see if it, it, where it goes from here it's gotta be a wild say- wild world I will say I'm not grateful for the ones in the chat who message me about their issues with the mods or other weird things. Don't directly <laughs> message me if you're in the if you're in the chat room discord if I, I don't know you personally. And I love that that stuff is happening outside of me. It's like, oh, yeah. there's like mod anger and I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, people are messaging me weird things sometimes. It's like, you guys, look, I love you. Talk just just tag me in the chats, in the public mm-hmm. chats, but don't get in my DMs unless you're invited. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um and everyone knows who's invited. Come on. Um mm-hmm. It's obvious. Um, okay, the last thing that I want to throw out there, obviously, super thankful Party World Wrestling. I'm so incredibly amazed that we're able to keep doing the show during COVID, um, that we've done Gaiden, that we're about to do another Gaiden. Yes. Um, that we just shot that this weekend and that's going to go up in December and that we got all these people and that fucking are like that. I'll be honest. I teared up when we were doing Gaiden Live just because uh, when it was we had like 150 viewers and it was like, holy shit, like a shitload of people like care about this dumb thing. And we put out like the stupidest version of it. And this Mm -hmm. many people like got into it kind of just fucking blew my mind. And so I'm super thankful for both the the other people at the show. And then also just our fucking fans. Like you were saying, like we do this shit, but they show up and it is the best. Um, And so it's been like, it's been a shitty fucked up inside out year, but it's nice to sit back and think that there are some very cool things that we've gotten to do and be a part of and see. Mm -hmm. And that Um, one day it, it will be over one day. Um. Oh. oh yeah yeah it will be over one <laughs> that's day my and that's the, I, I hope so and the, i guess the last thing that i want to say that we're thankful for and i think it's for both of us uh super thankful for like the fucking american left and black lives matter and all these mm-hmm. orgs that we've gotten to work with and be a part of and the dsa and raices and fucking if not now and never again and all these different orgs who are fucking busting ass and like getting to be just getting involved with so many different incredible people and things. Uh, yeah, totally. I would say that there's a lot of doomer attitudes about what the future is with, with Biden and stuff. And while all of that may be based in uh, like like smart factual analysis of the situation, I, I've been given a lot of hope too by by how hard the progressives are fighting, um, like every day to do what they can strategically. Um, and you know, it is not going to feel the same as Obama's first term. Like we are going to have a critical voice uh, against these people. Um, and yeah. maybe that doesn't mean necessarily power. It doesn't necessarily mean changing anything materially yet, but it will be different. And it won't, it won't just be us all slinking away uh, into our, you know, Tumblr pages or whatever the fuck we were before. Yeah, no, exactly. So, um, I'm a hundred percent with you. It's, it's, it's great. Um, and that's enough sincerity from us. Uh, everyone, uh, suck our takes and die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>